Hey, all you Nakamas out there, I'm Kate Bresnahan. And I'm Bree Scally, and you are listening to Takoyaki Time. 2018 edition. Oh, it's the first podcast of 2018. The first one. No one else has done any yet. It's the first one you're hearing. <laughs> it is the second week of February, but I guess... Yeah, I know. It's been really weird how no one else has published any podcasts this I know. Year. I've been. I've had a real problem staying entertained. Yeah, yeah. You and me both. I've been, I've been like reading like i've been so desperate for entertainment i've been reading texts ancient texts of, of books 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 <laughs> what are these books they're specifically spooky books Ooh, i do love a spooky book and you open the book and it goes boo <laughs> it's actually almost valentine's day which means that we should be talking about romance and i want to talk about all of the couples in anime all of the couples in anime? All okay, go. Let's list them. Uh, Hitomi and Vaughn from Escaflone. I don't know why that's the first one that came That to was mind. really random. <laughs> I've been thinking about Escaflone a lot. What can I say? Um, have there been any other romances nope, that's in it. anime? That's the only one. <laughs> Actually, I remember our first... Happy anniversary! It's, I think it's going to be our first anniversary. Is it our anniversary? Yeah, or our That's podcast wonderful. anniversary. Our anniversary is like September. Yeah, King Richard's Fair Time is our anniversary. Yes, our friend anniversary. I will always remember. That was such a fun day. It was great, and I remember. I always say this because you had blonde hair at the time, and you were dressed mm-hmm. like a very normal person. I didn't think mm-hmm. that you were nerdy enough to hang out with me. <laughs> I was very wrong. It was all a trick. It was an illusion. <laughs> it was a way to blend in with the crowds. Except at Cambridge Roots Fair, I feel like I kind of stood out at that point. You really did. Although there are plenty of drunk bros. Yeah, that's true. Who like it's a pretend. weird crowd. So Cambridge Roots Fair is our <laughs> local renaissance fair that happens every year from like September to October. And there's like this really amazing mix of people uh, that goes all the way from, like, BDSM furries walking mm-hmm. around, like, so in many. leather and leashes, all the way to, like, Lord of the Rings nerds who are, like, like all in costume and super into it. And then finally the drunk bros who are just there to, like, drink meat and throw axes and shit. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's a beautiful collection of societies. It's really, like, a... Uh, Shit, what's that called? Where you cut something in half and then you can see all of it. Uh, uh, cross-section? Yep, that's it. Cross-section of society. <laughs> and you Thank know, you. You... no one's, like, seriously making fun of it. Everyone's there not ironically. They're there genuinely. Oh, yeah, totally. Because you pay $28 to get in, so at that point you might as well be sincere about it. Like, you're there to enjoy yourself, for sure. Yes, it's been exactly the same every year, and I have not disliked it once. Nope, me either. It's very fun. Although the food is so overpriced. And then, like, the meads. You buy, like, this little tiny mead. Little baby one. Yeah, I <gasps> I buy the same uh, Queen's soda and chicken fingers and ye olde fries. Oh my god, year. I always got the chicken fingers, too. They pumped up the price by, like, four bucks this year. I was very mm-hmm. unhappy. I always buy exactly uh. the right amount of tickets. And it's the, like, yeah, that's the thing is you can't, like, spend money on food. You have to buy tickets. So then at the end, like, everyone has, like, a ticket left over. Yeah. And you're like, what do I do with this ticket? I can't save it for next year. <laughs> I can't wait. It's February, and I can't wait for King Richard's Fair again. Soon. Soon, my child. So, in anime news, 
that was an anime news. We're not like I, this is the uh, the Renaissance Fair podcast. <laughs> we don't talk about anime, Kate. That's the future. That's Japanese. There is a really um, cool samurai guy who goes to uh, King Richard's Fair. I see him all the time. I don't know that I've ever seen him. No, he's got really cool armor. Oh, I have always felt like I should actually be one of the knights at a Renaissance Fair. I think like, that would really be fun. super fun. <laughs> yeah, Alyssa uh, on Twitter recently was like, "Hey, King Richard's Fair, how about some lady knights?" And I was like, "I am so on board for that. I would quit my job for that." Um, I actually looked into night school. There's a school out in California for you and your horse to learn how to be like a run fair night. See, you have to bring your own horse. That's where I would fall short because I'm actually pretty scared of horses. They're big and so scary. I mean, they are pretty essential to the run fair. That's true. And tonight stick. And tonight's in general. I would have a handicap Nights with a K and nights with an N. (laughs) Nights are for horses. Better for cows. Uh, oh, so it's been so long since we last recorded that uh, the first trailer for Alita Battle Angel came out and we never talked about it. Was that not out the last time I recorded? I don't think so. It's in my notes, so I'm pretty sure that I put it in here and we never talked about it. All right. Well, shit. Let's talk about it. Sure. I can't remember watching it because it's been a while. Uh, she had big weird eyes. Um, uh-huh. It looked a lot like the original source material. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Nope. Oh. Well, we should have fucking watched it. What am I doing? Never mind. Who cares? <laughs> Cut. Print. This never happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first trailer for Alita Battle Angel came out. I guess if anyone has any thoughts, let us know, because I'm interested. I, Battle let Angel... us know because we don't have any of our own thoughts about it, so like you well, can inform our thoughts. From I didn't even realize that it was coming out so soon, because I read the entire original series when i was in high school and i watched the ova we need to watch the ova that's right i have it oh you know what i do remember talking about that in the past yeah we were were planning on doing it at some point but uh it's it's really good so i'm excited to see what they do with a live action movie and it doesn't look bad necessarily and actually uh battle angel alita takes place in the united states but in like a dystopian future so i'm fond of dystopian future i am too and it's all like cyborgs and cyborg martial arts and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. murder it's good awesome it's, <laughs> it's got what's his face in it the uh the german actor uh i don't remember his name i should not be talking about something i have absolutely no knowledge about and just thought that i'd bring up thinking that i'd have ideas about it but i just can't remember that's okay um if everyone can't tell we're recording this pretty late at night and we're both really <laughs> tired yeah it was snowing very heavily throughout the afternoon and then it started pouring rain throughout the mm-hmm. evening and it's just been like really a lazy day mm-hmm. and also we had a late night last night mm-hmm. we were we were out partying so <laughs> now we're now we're just really tired on this Wednesday. But you know what? I think we're going to roll with it. I think it's going to be one of our best episodes yet. Season- it already is. I can feel it. <laughs> Season in my one. Bones. Actually, uh, later on in the episode, we will have our first guest. So we've already done That's the interview. That's exciting. Yeah, it's super mm-hmm. fun. Uh, it's our friend Adrian from the podcast Adrian Has Issues, and he is an absolute delight. And you should definitely listen to his podcast and definitely listen to the interview because he's so much fun to talk to and listen to. Yeah, definitely. And I promise that we were not tired when we recorded the interview. <laughs> no, we were very and- professional. <laughs> 
Yep, it was it was really, really fun. Like, we had fun recording it, and I think that you guys are going to have fun listening to it. Yeah. So at least stick around for that. <laughs> he did uh, an interview with us for our podcast, and then we also did uh, an episode of his podcast with him right afterwards. So, it's, like, ours starts out the conversation, and we kind of continue it on his. So you should definitely listen to our episode on his channel, which will be out on the same Friday that ours goes up. So Also, just check out his podcast. Yeah, it's demo. really great. He talks about like comics and just kind of like general nerd culture and like the roles that it plays in different people's lives and a lot of the people that he interviews are comic creators themselves so there's mm-hmm. a lot of really cool insight there spoiler alert he interviewed me uh like a year and a half ago about my journal comics and it was such a good experience and i had a lot of fun and honestly doing that one interview with him really made me want to do more podcasting because i thought it was just such a fun way to create something with someone nice so, I'm happy I found you that you could do that with me. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's that's after we get through our first couple segments. But uh, until then, you get to deal with Sleepy Kate and Sleepy Bree. I did think of another news thing that um, I have general opinions about, but not too, too much knowledge, Mm -hmm. is the uh, continuation of Mob Psycho 100. (gasps) That's right! Yeah, so that's really exciting. I just generally feel very excited about that, because I was afraid that that show wasn't going to get a second season. I know. Or anything. Yeah, it ended off on such a cliffhanger. and Well, not really such a cliffhanger, but in a way that you're like, well, I need more You want more, yeah. Yeah. Because it was a short season. I think it was only 12 or 13 episodes. Uh, and it just, yeah, it really left you craving more, but it was so experimental and different. Like, I could see maybe it not getting picked up for a second season. Exactly. So, yay, we don't have to worry about that. We're getting Hooray. more Mob Psycho. Getting more so. of our boys. Going to party. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we dig into uh, more boy parties? Uh, <laughs> is that how you're going to segue into Devil Man Cry, baby? Yeah, it's a boy party. It is a boy party, that's for sure. There are boys and they party. So, I don't know... I don't know how many people out there have heard of this uh, Devil Man thing that just came out. I hear it's this all old Devil Man. It's, <laughs> it's all right, you know. It's like it's this new anime. It's definitely not based on like you know manga from the seventies or anything. <laughs> Netflix, Netflix just found it. They thought of it and they did it. So mm. <laughs> totally original property. Yep. But no, seriously, <clears throat> um, Devil Man is based off of a manga shonen from the seventies. And then there was a series, I think, in the 80s and an OVA in the 90s, which is a fucking gem. Um, if you haven't looked up the Devilman oh OVA God. dubs, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's just like a treasure trove. They have been of... circulating on Twitter for a while now. Yeah. Just um, just Google Devilman dub as a gift and you will not regret it, I promise. Like, pause the podcast, go do that now, and then come back, and you'll have a better context for what we're about to talk about. <laughs> There's no way to describe it. You just have to experience it. <laughs> it's changed the way I say I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But... I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, the new... Devilman, Devilman Crybaby just came out on Netflix. It's a 10-episode series that encompasses the entirety of the original Devilman series, which was like 40-something episodes. I don't even know how many volumes of manga it was. Uh, hold on, let me look that up real quick, because it's super important I'm sure we could figure that out. Oh, it was only five volumes of manga, and then it was 39 really? episodes. And it was 39 episodes of the original anime, and then there was another manga, and then there was a four-volume novel series, and then there okay. was another novel, 
and then there was an OVA, and then there was another OVA, and then there was another four novel novel <laughs> four volume novel series, and then another five volume manga, and then Crybaby. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of history oh, behind Devil. There's Man. a live action film too. Oh God. Actually, I, something I found out earlier is that there is a Devil Man lady, where it's a woman who is the Devil Man. Is it Devil Man? Or Devil Woman. No, it's Devil Man Lady is what they call it. I kind of like that. I do too. And honestly, like looking through it, it's hella problematic for sure. But it's also like it handles the most of the main characters are female. So it's all coming from a female perspective. And honestly, I appreciated that. Interesting. It, It scratched my itches personally, but I wouldn't recommend it to the whole of society. Also, um, don't. Google Devil Man Lady at work because it's like just don't do it. No, don't. Just don't don't Google Devil Man at no, work. There's boobs literally everywhere. Everywhere. No nipples though. Uh, very oh, dainty. Wait, nope. As soon as I said no nipples, I saw a nipple. But I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure it was no. from a Dojinchi. So De- Devil Man at least has fuzzy pants. Devil Man Lady, nothing. It's just like weird pubic hair all over her body, which I'm into personally. She has like uh like a looks like a g-string of pubic hair mm. like you know like those really high cut g like thongs from yeah. like the 80s and early 90s like that but pubic hair yeah yeah it's the perfect way to describe it honestly anyway so devil man so that's that that's <laughs> an intro to devil man um so <laughs> intro to we devil actually... man, there is a girl devil man and the end Yes. There are a lot of devil mans. There are many. There's only one, like, the devil man. Like, he's, like, you know, big boss devil man. But it becomes, like, a more universal thing. Would you like to summarize the story real quick? Because you do Um, such a good job. Oh, God. Okay. So, we have Akira Fudo, Mm -hmm. who is a really, really sweet high schooler. He's a crybaby. He's, like, the titular... Crybaby. He has a wicked um, Digimon face. He has a super Digimon face. He's really, really sweet. His parents are um, actually. You go at least we did. We went into the series thinking that his parents were dead yeah. because he lives with family friends and his parents just like aren't around and they don't talk about them. So we're like, okay, he, he they're dead. Um, turns out later they're not. <laughs> um, spoiler alert! For, we were like, this both whole just thing. like, wait, hold on. Yeah, because like they show up in one episode. And it gets, like, really, really dramatic and sad and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I I can't care about them because I had already thought that they were dead. You know, like, I had already gone on that journey in my brain. I mm-hmm. um, So, Akira is on the track team with his, I, I guess, Miki's kind of, like, his adoptive sister. But also there's, like, a little bit of, like, a closer relationship there that like develops later in the series. That's actually so, so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate when shows like this, that, you know, are going to rip your heart out, like do cute things <laughs> and like you get attached to it and they're just going to rip it away. Well, they only um, do it because they're going to rip your heart. out. Yeah, I know. I know, but I don't, I don't, I don't like knowing it's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, so, uh, Akira lives in this house with his parents, family, friends, and their son and daughter and mickey is his age the daughter and they're good friends best friends also kind of sort of siblingish, but also kind of like he has a big crush on her so there's a lot going on there 
And then they're both on the track team. Yep. And he sucks at running. <laughs> he does. Uh, but that actually comes into play, like, at the very end. Like, running becomes, like, a metaphor for life. And the relay is working together and giving your love to other people. Um, anyway, I really actually liked kind of the sports aspects of mm. it. Like, it made it more relatable through all the ultra-violence and ultra-sexualization. Like, <laughs> oh, these are just, like, some kids doing track, you know? Like, yeah, it, is, it is super weird to me whenever they cut back to, like... Like, I was re-watching the finale of the series today, just a little bit of it, and they kept cutting back to, like, normal high school clips. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This show was once about, like, normal, everyday people. And then it totally. stopped being like that, like, halfway through. The first, like, six or so episodes are almost like this weird dichotomy between like the sports anime slice of life kind of thing and also like oh shit the world is going insane and everything's falling apart and it's Akira kind of trying to fight between those two things mm-hmm. and then the end is just the world is falling apart and war is terrible and uh, humanity is actually the devil in all of us <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um back to the plot um Akira's friend Ryo Asuka who is a, he's like a friend of actors from when they were a super little kid. He's now a professor in America, even though he's the same age as Akira. Um, so he shows up and like whisks Akira away to a rave, basically. Yeah. He's like, okay, by the way, uh, demons exist. They possess people who are experiencing extreme hedonism. I'm going to take you to a fuck club. And then he, he takes And him, then he takes him to a fuck club. He takes him to a fuck club. Everyone's fucking. Everyone's dancing and doing drugs. And then uh Rio starts like slashing at people with a broken bottle to be like demons like blood will get demons to possess people with blood. So demons start possessing people. And uh the whole point of that was to get a demon, a specific demon named Amon to possess Akira. And it happens but Akira doesn't lose his humanity. He just wrecks all of the other demons and then just goes back to being a human. And can we talk about, like, the surreal, beautiful animation of that whole sequence? Yeah, it was pretty funky. It was, there was, like, so much, like, surreal body horror of him, like, tearing apart, like, these demons, but then at the same time, the demons come from inside humans, so they were, like, tearing people apart from the inside and mm-hmm. like it was super super nuts i was re-watching that again today I, w- I watched a lot of clips from the series again today and that one in particular there's a lot of weird like ultra realistic parts where like there's a, mm-hmm. a whole like 10 seconds devoted to one guy reacting and it's a close-up of his face and he's going like oh no and he's like <laughs> got his face in his hands and his expression is contorting and it was like it was really out of place with the rest of it but it kind of worked in the way that it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable and weird and then like the actual transformations of the people into the demons that was the smoothest animation i think of the entire series like i remember watching that yeah watching that sequence and just being like oh yeah oh yeah okay like this is what they're going for i'm into that you know what i mean Mm. Like, the the animations seemed to kind of fall into place in that sequence. The animation, to me, was always best when everyone was, like, in a demon form. But, Mm. like, whenever they were just going for, like, a straight-up anime-style animation for, like, the everyday scenes, it it was kind of stiff in a lot of ways. 
But as soon as it switched over to the more cartoony style of the demon fights and stuff, mm. it looked way better and way more smooth. I liked a lot of the character designs yes. and stuff. Um, I can definitely see like where the animation was lacking in the non hyper violent scenes. Yeah. Um, just like yeah, just like the everyday of like them walking down the street. But the generally like they put a lot of time into the track sequences, like the the kids running mm-hmm. and the demons. Mm-hmm. So like kind of the two and the fucking, I guess. Yeah. So like you know, they're three. They're three. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what the entire series was about, so you might as well invest all of your time and energy into the things that are most important. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, we've gotten to the part where Akira turned into a devil man, which is what he started calling himself, and then him and Ryo start going around, like, I don't know, finding demons? Hunting demons? Finding them? Yeah, so Ryo has this idea that they're going to capture a bunch of demons on tape so mm-hmm. that they can expose it to the world and um, a dot, 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 question mark, question mark, profit. <laughs> like, I honestly don't know what his end game was there. I mean, we find out later that none of it had to do with actually, like, what he said it had to do with. Yeah. How far are we going to go in our explanation? Like, are we going to do full spoilers? Uh, I don't want to do full spoilers. I just want to get into, like, so, okay, we've gotten to the point where literally everyone knows everything about this story so far like there were two guys one of them became mm-hmm. a devil man the other one's yep. kind of a weird grumpy dude yeah who's <laughs> so rich and always wears right white Ugh. and is just super fabulous <laughs> he looks like a k-pop star he is a k-pop star <laughs> like 100 percent. that's what they were going for yeah and then it's basically about them finding demons to fight slash kill and then it's about other characters who also become devil men so they're like possessed by demons but they're able to fight it off and retain their humanity in a way mm-hmm. which i think that those characters were definitely the most interesting oh and my gosh they were heartbreaking yeah absolutely oh god they were so difficult to watch like the main mm-hmm. characters they're pretty standard in a way but like some of the side characters really gripped me like i loved the relationship between miki and miko mm-hmm. oh that's absolutely the best part yep um so Miki, of course, is the sister figure, but then Miko is a girl in her class who shares her name. So her name is Miki, too. Mm-hmm. But they're both on track, and Miki was always way faster than Miko. So they kind of gave the diminutive, diminutive name to the other Miki mm-hmm. to differentiate her from very fast Miki. And they're best friends, but Miko is simultaneously, like, really jealous, but also, like, in awe of Miki and that relationship develops into something super, super interesting. Mm-hmm. And like, I want that. Yeah. I wanted more of that. That was my favorite part of the whole series. For sure. Yeah. Like Miko slash Mickey's character is my favorite character out of the whole series. Mm-hmm. I don't know specifically why. I think just because she was so I don't really, I can't tell you exactly why she's my favorite, other than that she's super cool, super fierce, and, like, she had the strength to be honest with herself at the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The, like, that last episode was probably the part where I was like, oh yeah, she's she's my girl, she's the best. Did you have a favorite character? I really liked 
the rap boys. <laughs> they were good so rap the, boys. The first episode, you're introduced to this gang of like four or five uh, high school age, early 20s guys who throughout the whole series um, do a couple of raps. And it's, they're so good. The raps are like really good. They are really um, good. And they're summing up like the state of the world in the series for you and it changes as the series goes on and actually their characters become really really important and at first you kind of think like oh they're just kind of like the thug characters who are like hassling Miki a little bit like but they're probably you know just side characters um or just like throwaways but then they become some of the best people on the show you know now that you mention it that seemed to be a theme throughout the series it was like don't judge the way that someone is on the outside or the way that they just generally behave. It's like, they're they're definitely someone else on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you can see that with Miko of, you know, she starts out in the shadow, in Miki's shadow. And then in the end, she like comes into herself, you know, Mm -hmm. and is honest with herself. And like that whole character arc happens. I mean, Akira is like the most obvious, like, diagram of that like he even after he becomes a devil man and he's like all like cool and like dangerous looking and he's so strong and but he still like cries every time someone feels sad it's really sweet because that's just like who he is deep down you know like it doesn't matter how strong and tough he is on the outside he's just a little you know a little soft boy inside i will admit the first time we watched it i like we watched it all at once Mm-hmm. And... We did. We sat down, we watched it from beginning to end, and it was a trip. It was. It was exhausting. But, like, that, I didn't like it a whole lot. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I liked it, but it wasn't, I wasn't, like, Tumblr posting, like, oh, I love everything about this show, I need to drop fan yeah. art right away. I kind of felt overwhelmed by it and just exhausted by it, because they fit a lot into the ten episodes. And almost... Too much, honestly. Yeah, they I fit feel like too it much. needed... It needed more. Like, it, it needed more episodes. I don't think that they necessarily did a service to the story Mm-mm. by making it only ten. Like, I yeah. can understand if that's, like, you know, all they have money for or whatever, but, like, I want more. Yeah, if they'd spread it out more, is and I could have felt more about the people that they were killing mm-hmm. off constantly. Because I knew in my heart that I should feel worse that all of these characters were dying. Spoiler alert, everyone's dying. This Everyone dies. Everyone like, dies. Everyone dies, except for one character yep. that we won't spoil. No, yeah, that that one we're not going to talk about. But, yeah. like, well, the only other thing that I've ever experienced that literally killed off all but one character was the X movie for the mm-hmm. Clamp story, where literally everyone dies. And you're like, why did I watch this movie? And, like, I don't know any of the characters' names because they were in the movie for about five minutes each. And all they did was fight each other, and then they all died. So I feel like, like, what was the point? What honestly was the point of this? And I kind of had that similar feeling at the end of watching Devilman. But, like, upon revisiting it today and, like, going through all of the episode summaries and kind of, like, flipping through the clips that I liked, I have much fonder feelings for it. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. if I watch it again, I'd like it more because I do it slowly and not all at once. And I'd be able to absorb everything. I feel like they did a pretty good job of making an emotional impact with the characters that they used. Mm-hmm. Um, like, some things they could have spent a little bit less time on. Like, I feel like the, the photographer, like the pervy yeah. photographer who was, like, chasing Miki, like, he wasn't super interesting. But the uh, gay track star 
mm-hmm. whose boyfriend had died and he was like accused of murdering him. That was really interesting. I would yep. have liked to see more of that, you know, and I would have liked to see more of Miko and Miki's relationship. Oh, yes. All of that. Yes, absolutely. Those are the things that are at the very top of my list of things that I wish that they'd fleshed out more. And uh, I feel like Akira's parents could have been fleshed yeah. out a lot more. Especially because we um, thought that they were dead. We thought that they were dead. And then, in so, okay, so spoiler alert, in one episode, they introduce Akira's parents. And then by the end of the 30-minute episode, they have killed Akira's parents. <laughs> How am I supposed to meet them, care about them, and then, like, be sad that they died? Like, I, I don't know. No. No, I felt nothing. No. Like, they could have, I mean, even if they had just, like, mentioned that they were alive, you know? Yeah, or, like, it was especially weird because there's that whole episode about his parents dying, and then the next episode is him having, like, just basically the most ragey boner the entire time. Mm -hmm. So he goes straight from deep grief to wanting to fuck wicked hard. Teenagers, am I right? (laughs) Don't even get me started. (laughs) But overall, I liked it. I did, too. And I actually, I do want to watch it again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot more to unpack than you can get in a single, you know, five-hour sitting. Yeah. Because you can, like, watch it all in five hours. But, like, should you? Should, I don't think you should. <laughs> it was funny, too, because we watched, we watched it all at once. And then, like, two days later, you're like, I think I should rewatch it. And I, like, my immediate gut reaction was like, never! Done. Yeah. Never! But now I kind of feel like I could. Happily do that yeah um also i feel like i need to tell everyone that in the first episode you get to see miki's abs and then they are never featured again it's a disgrace frankly it's a crime how dare you draw perfect abs on a perfect girl and then take them away oh uh, she's so cool also i really like her fashion mm. like the way that they draw her and style her through the whole series is really great um and there's one episode later in the series where after the credits there's like that little clip of her on the in Akira on his motorcycle, and it's just like you know got music playing, and I really liked it. It was really sweet. I liked it a lot. One of the touches I noticed today when I was watching it, she has like like a set of string lights in her bedroom, which is such a cute teenage girl yeah. thing to do. I have string lights in my bedroom. Yeah, you teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a set of string lights in my room. They're the perfect thing. I really like them. At the end of the night while I'm getting ready to go to bed, I turn off my main light. And I just have like a reading lamp in my string lights as I like read before I go to sleep. It's the best. I, st- I just <laughs> still have my glow-in-the-dark stars in my ceiling. Oh, see, now that is a nice teenage girl touch to any room. Yeah, they lost basically all of their charge, but you know. They're there. They're there in spirit. <laughs> yeah. So, how many takoyakis would you give Devilman Crybaby? Hmm. I'd give it... I think it's like a solid four takoyakis. Mm. I was about to say four and a half, but I think four yeah. is fair. I was waffling between four and five, so... See, I, we shouldn't do half takoyakis, because why would you start a takoyaki and then not finish it? Yeah, you're right. It's, <laughs> it's, oh, no. So what is it? Four or five takoyakis? I think we can go with four. I think, um... Four with a reservation that maybe I'd want to add another one after a rewatch. Yeah. To, like, really sit with my feelings, you know? Yes. I, I took um, away a takoyaki for how short it was, mm-hmm. and one for kind of how clumsily they handled some of the subject matter, but, like, overall, it was solid, fun to mm-hmm. watch. 
good to talk about. It's a it's a fun show to talk about with all your friends, that's for sure. Oh, it's super fun to talk about. And there is some really, really great fan art. Oh, and yeah. And just, like, fandom goodness. Like, yep. there's so much there. I feel like that's also a lot of, like, what made me so fond of the show. Yeah. It's, like, seeing a lot of really great fan art on, tum- on Tumblr and Twitter and just being like, yep. Yep, yep. same. For sure, same. Oh, also, I just want to throw in Go Nagai, the original creator. He is also the creator of Cutie Honey, which is the exact opposite mm-hmm. of Devilman in every yep. respect. And has the most catchy theme song. And I will sing it for you now. Yes. Nice. That's it. Actually, um, oh. if anyone wants to, before you make your very important point, mm-hmm. I just want to say, if you want to listen to it, you should definitely listen to the version of the Cutie Honey theme, where all of the versions from television over the years are layered on top of one another, and you will feel like you're going insane. Oh my god, okay, I'm going to actually do that when we're done recording today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my very important point was that Akira Fudo's Japanese voice actor is the same as Yuri Pletsky. Yep. from Yuri on Ice. And as soon as I knew that, I couldn't unhear it. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so it's so appropriate though. <laughs> there's they're so good at yelling. He's so good at yelling. It's yeah, he's got a great grumbly yell. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see. Oh, um oh that's right. The guy who voiced Rio was also uh Minami in Yuri on Ice, who's the little boy with the red hair yeah. and the tooth. Oh yeah, who I can't stand. Yeah, he you is, don't like, like the that actual kid. worst. <laughs> I want to know more. I, I, one of my favorite pastimes is just looking at voice actors and seeing what they've done. Okay, we could play this game. Oh, um, the Mickey's voice actor was in my love story. Oh, yeah, Rinko. Rinko. Actually, I'm curious who did Celine because that was an amazing voice. Oh, she's been in a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, she's been voice acting since 1993. She's Oof. a fucking pro. Yeah. No wonder. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was on Loop on the Third. Mm-hmm. This is, like, edgier seat stuff right here. This is really good podcasting we're doing right Listen now. to Kate and Brie go on Wikipedia and IMDb. <laughs> Join us if you want. Yeah, hey, Google along. Google with me. Wow, how are there so many I've never seen in mind? Oh, Gravitation! Um, she was on a Les Mis anime. <gasps> Wait, a Les Mis? Sorry, I saw Yu-Gi-Oh! and my mind went blank. A Les Mis anime? Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so that exists. What the f- I know we need to look that up. Les oh, Mis. Gravitation. Let's talk about Gravitation sometime. God, let's not. As long as- No. Oh, God. Mm. Ugh. All right, fine. I'll talk about Gravitation. I have it all on DVD in a little box set. All right, that sounds good. I haven't watched it since, what, 2003? I I don't have the emotional fortitude to rewatch Gravitation. I feel like I won't either, but I feel like I need to do it for the fans. You're so brave. I can't do it without you, Brie. It's not fun if I don't do it without you. Or if I do All right, you. I'll watch it with you, but I reserve the right to gripe and make fun of it the entire time. I will supply a lot of wine. Okay, deal. You got me. <laughs> okay, good. All right, well, there we go. Okay, so we've talked about Devilman Crybaby. Now it is time for our interview with Adrian from Adrian Has Issues. This is going to be an extra long episode. Yeah, because... this episode's going to be super long. <laughs> we've got to 40 minutes just talking about Devilman, so. <laughs> we shouldn't have done that. 
This would be a great time to go to a commercial break if anyone wanted to give us money. Yeah. Hey, Andy, sponsors. If you're listening, Hello <laughs> Fresh, hit us up. Uh, Blue Apron. Uh, <laughs> Blue Apron. Casper. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, listen to that. It'll be up uh, right now. Boom. We have Adrian King with us. Hello, ladies. How are you? Good. How are you, Adrian? I am. Equal parts, like, excited, exhausted, and, well, I probably downed way too much caffeine prior to the start of this, so, yeah, this should be (laughs) awesome. But, no, I'm doing very well, and I'm super excited, very, very big fan. So, I kind of did a little bit of a thing where, originally, when we kind of pitched the idea, I was like, they're going to say no. Hopefully, they're going to say no. They're like, oh, that sounds awesome. I'm like, ah, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Why would we say no? We're super excited. (laughs) But, no, I'm glad to be here. Adrian is the host of the Adrian Has Issues podcast, where he talks about comic books and creating comic books and loving comic books. And I, I actually did uh, an interview with him, uh, I, I don't know, was it like a year ago, two years ago? It was a yeah, it's ago. about one, two years ago. Holy crap. Yeah, wow. it was, um, what was the episode entitled? Uh, Love and Rocket Pops. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was so much fun talking to you. I was really excited to be able to do it again. That is the most Kate title I've ever heard. Also, <laughs> yeah, because that was around the time when you had um, started getting into music, and we basically just kind of went back and forth, just kind of geeking out over music and um, Alex Trebek being a total dick. But <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We did talk an awful lot about Jeopardy, and nothing yeah. has changed. He's still a total dick, <laughs> and he's only gotten worse since then. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> So, uh, Adrian, do you want to talk about uh, what you do first, and then we'll get into talking to anime? Yeah. Um, real quick, I'm going to take too much time. Um, obviously, being a fan of both comic books and music and movies, I originally had just done a show with a good friend of mine, uh, Adrian and Atlas Have Issues, and over time I decided to revamp it and make it an interview-based show. Because after a while, it was like, you know, I like reading comics and I love talking about them, but I also want to just talk to the creators themselves and get to know the people behind my favorite books or books I'd never even heard of. And I think in a way that helped me become a better fan, knowing just went into it and just knowing like the amount of work that goes into it, because I feel like that's something that maybe not a lot of people know is how much work goes into creating things that we kind of you know, consume, for lack of a better term, day in and day out. So, yeah, it's um just past uh, three years in January. Uh, wow, so... congratulations. Thanks. Um, Despite myself, it's going strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, really good podcast. You've had some amazing uh, guests on lately. Can you give us a few highlights? Oh, crap. See, now it's like, all right, um, well, let's see. <laughs> so you're used to doing the interview, but now the tables are turned. Right. Tell us now everything gonna... cool that you've done ever. Well, I do it if you put down the taser. <laughs> but um, let's see. Well, just recently I had um, Vita Ayala and uh, Emily Pearson on the latest episode. Well, as of this recording, uh, they do this incredible book called The Wild through Black Mass Studios. I've had, let's see, Jenny Wood, who's done Flutter, uh, Max Visaggio. Um, shoot, like there's so many great people. I um, got to talk to a Power Ranger. That was kind of fun. That's so cool. <laughs> It's my childhood dream. Yeah, um, basically just anyone and anybody who's willing to just kind of sit down and geek out for a little bit. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a lot of other people, but those are some of the more recent guests. 
Yeah, three years is a lot to try and remember in one second. Yeah, uh, I'm lucky if imagine. I remember like two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, just now we're coming up on one year and it feels like it's been uh, like a million. Can you imagine doing three years? Oh my God, it's been a year. Yeah. Jesus. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> We've worked so hard. <laughs> sort of. We have worked very hard. Has the work always paid off? We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Our love of anime has only gotten strong. That's true. That is very, very true. Right. But the thing is, though, as long as you two are enjoying it and getting into the process and just doing this, that obviously is what I came across um, and finding out that she even did a podcast was just how much fun you two seem to be having doing it. And <laughs> obviously, once you do that, you'll realize, you know what? Years will pass and you won't even realize it. Like, next year, you'll be in your 80s and like still fighting about anime and it'll be awesome. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to be an 80-year-old woman looking at Yaoi every other day. 80-year-olds with their ship wars. Mm-hmm. They're the fiercest. <laughs> oh, it's only going to get worse. It's true. So, uh, for your segment on our podcast today, Adrian, we were going to talk about all of the anime that you liked as a kid, and then all of the anime that got you back into liking anime, because like us, you also had a period of time where you just weren't that into it, and yeah. eventually you got back into it, so... We want to go through your history. Uh, well, see, and the funny thing is, though, I've come to realize, like, my history with anime kind of sounds an awful lot like somebody who essentially kind of is getting over a really bad addiction. <laughs> wow, I know that story very well. Yeah, I'm excited to hear this. Because <laughs> it's funny, like, I, you know, growing up, my parents, um, you know, realizing very early on that they were also uber dorks. <laughs> so it was actually my mom, I believe, was the first person to introduce me to anime. Uh, it was like, see, my parents were those people that, whether it's music or movies, they were like, there are these things that you need to watch or you need to see. And you just kind of just did. Even if it was the worst thing in the world, later on you went, it's like, oh, okay, I saw what they were trying to do that. That's pretty cool. But um, I believe it was Vampire Hunter D, I believe, was oh. the very first oh, thing I watched. Oh, wow. Like now, the original one? The original one, yeah. Yeah. Now, also keep in mind, um, probably not old enough to have watched it. Is anyone? <laughs> really? So I still, to this very day, have no idea what the hell I saw, but I just loved it. Have you watched it since then? No, I have not, and I'm afraid because I've kind of built this wonderful memory of it. Yeah, you so, don't want to tarnish the memory. <laughs> I don't know. Does it age well? <laughs> Uh, we haven't watched the original, the original one yet. I have heard from very reliable sources that it does not age well, like at all. <laughs> oh, good. Then I really want to watch it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You basically sold this one. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the first one I watched. And I think a lot of people, like my anime journey, isn't really too different from, I think, a lot of people in our age group. You know, a lot of it was, um, you know, of course, the 80s with a lot of the Japanimation you know, type series, but then, oh, yeah. of course, with Toonami, you know, not even just, like, that, like, you know, that evening Toonami, like, that afternoon, like, of course, after, like, um, what was it? After, like, Thundercats and Robotech, they'd always be, like, episodes of, like, Dragon Ball Z or, like, Zatch Bell. Yeah, that's right. It would be, like, Dragon Ball Z, Zatch Bell, and, like, Roni Kenshin was on at, like, 6 or 6.30. Yeah. And you Hakusho, right? Oh, yeah. It was, like, in oh, that yeah. lineup. And then you get some really weird crap in, like, the evenings, like, bo 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 And I just, I again, I had no idea what I was watching, but I was just super into it. So, 
I think it was, you know, shows obviously like, you know, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, you know, by the time Adult Swim was doing their anime lineup, um, watching, you know, between that, you know, Ghost in the Shell, you know, Standalone Complex, and I just was super into a lot of those shows in that lineup in that era to the point where it's like, I need anime, I need more of this. So then, of course, being like, well, I like this, let's go start buying DVDs. And, yeah. It's um, the classic progression. Yeah. The classic progression, only to realize, well, I'm also broke, and anime <laughs> is expensive. It was so expensive. That whole, like, Tokyo Pop anime bubble of the early 2000s, oh, yeah. yep. where it was, like, 30 bucks per DVD for four episodes, and, like, we're, like, in high school. I don't have money for that. I don't have money for that now. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, 34 bucks, like, the 34 bucks was, honestly, it was closer to 40 in some of the stores in our area, so it was, mm-hmm. honestly, if it were $30, I'd feel like an improvement. <laughs> That's so sad. It really is, and I think this is the part that I'm not really, um, of course, talking about creators and making sure, you know, people are paying for their art. Um, obviously, this is a bit of a confession. I realize, well, it's like, if I can't pay for it, then, well, I'm going to do what everybody does in college when it comes to anime. Bootleg it. Yeah, uh, who didn't? Bootleg, torrents, you know, tape trading, whole thing. Oh, but this is where it gets super depressing on my end. Uh, my buddy Atlas, like I said, who used to be my co-host on the uh, original version of my podcast, mm-hmm. um, I met him around, let's say, 2006, 2007. And he was, of course, a big influence on a lot of the anime I was watching because he was kind of like what I was to music, where it's like, okay, yeah, you could watch this stuff in Adult Swim, but you could watch also just all the really cool, weird crap that, you know, you don't see on TV. <laughs> so a lot of what we did was hunting down fan subs, and it came to a point where it had to be a certain file type, and if certain, you know, fan sub accounts, like, okay, it's like they have the latest episode of Bleach, but the only problem is it's only in, like, Oh god, what was the format called? Um it's like MKV, I think is the name of the Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And that's like my computer couldn't run it, so it had to be like either like, you know, MP4 or like AVI, but few anime even had that. So the few that did, their translations were garbage. So I basically would just, you know, torrent a lot and um go to a certain um video rental service that I won't mention. And basically, it had, like, the five-disc plan, so anime would come through, I'd rip it, and store it on an external hard drive. Oh, yeah. So, by the time I was done, I would say two, three years of this, um, I had an entire, like, 500-gigabyte hard drive full of, like, all this anime that I loved. It's some I didn't even know what it was. I just figured eventually I'll get around to watching it. That's awesome. And then my hard drive crashed. No. I mean, you were kind of putting a lot of nonsense garbage on there not knowing what most of it was it's true right it's the tragic story of so many pieces of equipment back then <laughs> and i feel like i kind of deserved it because it's like look <laughs> at you bootlegging you know it's like as if i was being punished somehow and i probably was the anime gods smote <laughs> your your hard drive <laughs> honestly i smote my hard drive like that's probably the greatest phrase i'll hear today <laughs> I definitely pulled some of that shit, too. Oh, my God. I paid for it dearly. Mm -hmm. I remember having, like, torrenting systems where I'd have, like, have I'd start this torrent for this episode and another torrent, and I'd leave and, like, go to school, and by the time I get back in the afternoon, like, 
the first one was finished and the second one was almost done. So then I just start the process all over again. And I have the dearest memories of watching uh, Gurren Lagann that way. Like that was one of the last series that I was able to torrent before that computer just died. Probably <laughs> from all of like the nasty ass anime viruses I was putting on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were the worst viruses. And I'm sure those people knew that there was no other way to get this anime. So at that point, you were pretty much deadlocked into getting viruses. So yeah, thanks guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happens when you have a weakness and someone exploits it they just know <laughs> and that's exactly what happened and it was the worst because there were so many cool series that i was watching um well i thought they were cool of course now i'm like they probably weren't <laughs> like i was just sad that i was that person like i'd be at work you know at my computer cool office job like humming the theme song to Kaon, like as if <laughs> i wasn't like a total asshole like just no, you were cool. You were a hipster. You were, like, anime cool and knew, knew how cool anime was, so... Sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm also kind of saying this in order to make myself feel better, because I was literally the exact same situation. Did you see the look of horror on my face? Like, Kate, what are you talking about? <laughs> Kate, do you what realize that we're not cool? <laughs> we were cool! We were cool! We were not. <laughs> but it was this kind of sad... You know, existence only because it's like I had all this cool anime with the exception of like my one friend and a couple of people on the internet. It's not like I had all like these people to talk to about it. So oh, it was man. kind of funny to me then. I think, you know, how I fell out of it was I think I just, it was too much. <laughs> you know, between like the downloading of the fan subs and, you know, trying to watch it on TV and realizing that like, well, I kind of know what started it. I blame Bleach. I blame Bleach on so many things. Please tell me more. <laughs> so, um, I have been watching it exclusively on Adult Swim up until I want to say, God, what episode was it? I want to say, was it 52? It was halfway through, like, that Soul Society arc where they were trying to rescue Rukia. And it was, like, the like penultimate episode of, like, the showdown and I remember it was like, you know, Renji had finally kind of got his shit together and he was, you know, running to go save Rookie. And obviously his captain shows up and there's that really insane fight where, you know, he just gets completely just destroyed. And then you're like, oh, crap. Well, that didn't work out. And it leaves off in this big cliffhanger. I wanted to find out that Adult Swim had only ordered 52 episodes of the anime and I wouldn't see the rest of the show for like maybe a year or so, because then it got replaced with Death Note. Oh, no. Little did they know that Bleach was going to run for, like, 9,000 episodes. <laughs> They're probably like, oh, yeah, 52, that'll wrap up, right? No. <laughs> and then I was like, what the hell is this show with this kid and this piece of, these pieces of paper? Like, I don't care about this. <laughs> Fast that forward was, to, like, two episodes. That was one of the most frustrating things about Adult Swim and Toonami and stuff, is they would only order a certain amount of show, and then they'd be like, well, that's that's all we have, so here's the next thing. And you're like, but I'm yeah. just watching that one. <laughs> yeah, because it was like, I guess they treated it like regular shows where you just ordered a handful of episodes, assuming that it'd be a season's worth, not realizing that anime doesn't work the same way that American TV does. So mm -hmm. that kind of what led me to fan subbing. But then at that point, I tried to go back and watch stuff on the Toonami, and it's like, oh my God, these dubs are horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking back, the dubs really do not hold up at all. 
So then I had the 12 step, like 12 step hardcore, because then between that and the hard drive crashing, and I realized I just, it was becoming more work because it wasn't even about the enjoyment of the anime for me, as it was just making sure that I had it. So then it was, I was almost like anime hoarding, if you will. So it's like, yeah, for every show I'd watch, I'd download like 30 more, knowing full well that I wouldn't get through them. God, that sounds so overwhelming. It really was. I mean, actually, this sounds a lot sadder than it was, but it was just sort of like, you know what? I'll watch it, but I'll get around to it eventually. But then this great thing happened where I guess it went through like that, you know, next wave of anime where I think companies started realizing that, hey, this is popular enough that we can start streaming it, which was at the time, even streams were kind of illegal. And then, you know, Crunchyroll went legit which I thought was really cool. So all these, you know, companies were starting to kind of pop up and realize it's like, hey, we need to make this more accessible. And, you know, it was on Netflix. And then, you know, who kind of jumped into it for a little bit. And it was a it was a nicer time than it used to be because I don't feel super, like, you know, weird in the sense of I don't have to go through all these hoops to actually, like, watch anime now. So I can kind of do it at my own pace and just enjoy the process i think that we're honestly really really lucky to like have all these streaming services available to us i don't think that i could under pain of uh torture and bad dubs find a torrent anymore like i don't know how to do that because i don't need to and i don't mind like i like giving them money for the content that i consume because you know like you said the the creators get their money it shows like a market for it so they make better stuff you know and they keep giving you shows so yeah i think that we're super lucky to have all the streams that we do absolutely it's it's so much more convenient than it was like even like 10 or 15 years ago oh yeah absolutely and you're not paying a ridiculous premium for shows that you're gonna watch maybe once or twice and Mm -hmm. then like leave on your shelf for months and months and then just give to a garage sale or something yeah so it's just it's easily the best solution that they could have come up with and I'm so glad that they did because I've watched so much more anime since it's become available to me that way. And you can try things that you're not necessarily 100% sold on because you're not losing anything. Exactly. You know, you're like, oh, I don't know, I heard of this series, I'll watch one or two episodes, decide if it's for me or not. You don't have to drop $40 just to find out you don't like something. Yep. Right. And uh, But I also had this one concern as far as like the streaming going, like because there's so much of it and it's easily obtainable, does, you know, I was kind of worried, does it cheapen the experience for me? Because before, where it's a show you really liked and you had to go through so much work in order to get it. And then I was worried that, was that then part of the allure? So it took me a while to really get, you know, that through my head and trying to figure out, okay, do I really enjoy this for the sake of enjoying it? Or was it just like the thrill of the chase, so to speak? I can I can totally see that, um, but we kind of got to experience uh, Samuel Samuel cast for the first time. Yeah, that's you right. Know? That is a very yeah, good point. Like, yeah, yeah, like watching a show come out week by week, like that is not something that we would have had to gotten to experience, you know, ten fifteen years ago. That is very true, and I almost forget that. And then it's nice. like, ah, oh, I gotta wait a whole week for this. Mm-hmm. We're not realizing it's like before it was. I had to spend forty dollars for this. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> like, wait like a year and a half. Uh-huh. <laughs> or like, I need to like avoid spoilers because it's real time spoilers. It's so cool. 
oh, at that point, I just start muting phrases. And, like, honestly, you should look at, like, my Twitter where, like, things I've muted. It's kind of sad now because most of them are TV show related. <laughs> yeah, there was a time when we just, like, stayed off Twitter for a whole day. Ice. I think before the finale of Yuri on Ice, I actually uninstalled Twitter from my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was such a that was such a time. It was like great, <laughs> like some kind of strange holiday. <laughs> I finally understood like people enjoying sports and people looking forward to the finale of a series. Like, oh no, headphone attack! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm okay. I'm back. <laughs> I knocked my headphones off my head. Yeah, I watched you do it. It was incredible. <laughs> I don't know. Just hearing someone yell, oh, no, headphone attack. <laughs> Maybe that'll stay in. We'll see. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, we've been over your your subs versus dubs phase, I guess we can call it. Uh, what? If, so, okay. When you were like a kid. You watched Vampire Hunter D. Was there anything else that you, like, saw that really stuck with you hardcore, like, even to this day? Okay, I'm trying to think, because between my mom and my uncle, like, there was a lot of stuff. I mean, let's see. There was Vampire Hunter D., um, Fist of the North Star, um... Oh, yeah. Whatever version of G-Force Gotcha Man Battle of the Planets I did watch. Because <laughs> <laughs> anything... Because I've come to realize that anything that was somewhat relatable to Power Rangers was something I always enjoyed. <laughs> I am so with you, yeah, honestly. Like, I will, I'll be with Sentai until the day I die. <laughs> yeah, and now that I realize, I think is a Shout Factory, I think they actually, like, stream or have, like, the actual original, like, Super Sentai shows available. Nice. Oh my gosh. I'm not mistaken. I could have swore I was watching them somewhere. And at this point, though, I almost didn't want to watch them because it was like well i like the american one so much but this is not that but then realizing like would i start hating the american one now (laughs) (laughs) what happened only because it's like you know i you know watching like the american you know mighty Morphin power rangers Mm -hmm. and all those variations of shows and then getting into like you know the sentai stuff and then realizing that there was a lot of differences in the storyline and that they basically created from like one season of that show could be like 10 seasons of like the Japanese show. Then realizing, right. wow, they really kind of like sort of pick and chose what, the, you know, they were going to use. And then I'm like, well, will I retroactively hate this since I'm so big into like, you know, the originals versus like, you know, a foreign remake. <laughs> yeah. Like they had to do something similar with like Sailor Moon back mm-hmm. in the day. They, they cut so much out and like re cut together other things to make them more palatable for an American audience. And it, like, there's a special place in my heart for the original, uh, like, American, or I think it was Canadian, actually, the Sailor Moon series that came out over here. And, but I enjoy watching the actual original Sailor Moon, but I also really enjoy watching the the dubs that we, I had to watch when I was, like, six to nine years old, because... That's just how I remember it. I mean, same thing with card captures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Like to a much more severe degree. Oh yeah, absolutely. They They changed entirely. A lot of the storylines, a lot of the characters were different. Um, I mean, sometimes they took out all of the gay. Not that, but the (laughs) uh, student-teacher relationship. Oh yeah, taking that out, I think, is probably for the better. That's for the better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's right. I kind of almost forgot about it but see uh sailor moon my secret shame because that was you know when you grow up with an older sister and 
you know, it's basically the two of you. And my sister and I were kind of very cool in that regard, where it's like a lot of stuff that, you know, she was into, I'd be into and vice versa, you know. So it's like me not being weirded out about, you know, let's say something like Barbie, then, you know, especially because she was big into like Archie comics and like the mm. Barbie comics. So she would read those. And then eventually I started reading those, but then like, you know, she'd read X Men. So it was just kind of like this cool trade off. That's nice. But. Sailor Moon was that one that I had to pretend that I didn't like because I had that, you know, of course, that phase of, you know, I don't watch that. That's a girl's not realizing yeah. that, A, I secretly hated Tuxedo Mask because every, like, girl in my school was, like, he was, like, the guy. And I was, like, I'll never be as cool as Tuxedo Mask like this kid. <laughs> None of us ever will. <laughs> like, I can't compete with that. <laughs> he wears a tuxedo and a mask. Like, That's exclusively, like, all the time. <laughs> And I just really remember just hating him, and then of course singing like the theme song, and of course by the theme song I mean like that English dubbed version. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's the best. Show. I still sing that like at the top of my lungs in my car constantly. I never even watched Sailor Moon, and I know it. So yeah, see yeah. exactly. Oh, oh, you, either... oh, wait, you haven't watched Sailor Moon? No, I no. know it's sacrilege. We're saving that for a very special occasion. Okay. Yeah, we're definitely working on it. We're gonna do like a curated episode viewing right like we're not doing it all 200 Um, all right no no i'll we'll go through the first series and i'll show a very select few episodes out of the first like 45 (laughs) adrian who's your favorite sailor scout oh god you don't have one off the top of your head that's incredible see i was either thinking mars or mercury both good i mean they're all good i would have said that for literally anyone that you just said They're well, all good choices. There's there was no like wrong this answer. almost shock and like borderline anger for a second though. She was like, "You don't have one? Why the hell are you on the show?" <laughs> I, maybe it's because like I so deeply identify with my fa- favorite scouts that like if someone asked me that, I would know right off the top of my head exactly who I would say. Jupiter, by the way. Oh, did you see Jupiter's a good one too though? But see, I'm at this point. I'm. Is it wrong that I kind of have an anybody but Moon sort of thought process? Aww, I, I mean, I love Sailor Moon, but I just. I feel she's, like that's too much like the everyman character. Yeah. And like the rest of the team's like just so unbelievably badass and good at everything. Mm-hmm. And yes, I should have identified with Moon, but I'm like, it was too much like me that it was, you know, I wanted someone or identify with characters that were cooler than me because right, that was what right. I wanted to aspire <laughs> That was their plan all along. <laughs> that's how they merchandise. Exactly. That's how they sold me so many Sailor Moon dolls and costumes as a kid. It's like, he'll never be cool as them at all. Buy oh. these. They'll never have legs that long and lean. Oh, and... don't even get me started on their legs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> for days. But maybe if you buy this keychain, <laughs> or this, this staff, or this costume, or all this makeup that we made specifically for children yep. for the show, then maybe you'll be as cool as them. Yeah, the merchandising for that was it's insane. See, so, that's... Adrian, what are you watching now? Oh, all right. So, well, let's get into it. Yeah. Crap. I will admit, and this is not anime specific, but I have horrible like TV ADD, where I'll start a bunch of shows, and then it's like, well, I'm right now. I'm like at least halfway through. Um, and I was supposed to finish it by the time we did this, but I did not. Um, Mob Psycho 100. Ah. Which you're gonna like the rest, though. I don't know how far you are, but I know you're gonna like the rest. I was just finished i think episode five or six and i don't know why i love this show it's 
batshit insane, but it's like the level of sanity that I just love, and it's getting better. But then a thing's happening that I don't know if it's happening the way I'm thinking it is, because I don't know if I want to spoil it. I mean, I don't know like if your listeners are like super into spoilers at all, but we usually just do like a spoiler shout out and then say the spoiler. Yeah, like okay. we'll do spoiler. a warning beforehand, but we don't hold back. So we're, we're not going to say it after. We're not all very right. good about it. No, we're really bad about it. <laughs> I may spoil it, but I was kind of concerned uh, with the brother because then I was like, I don't know, it's just starting to. She's like, oh my gosh, he's so nice and he's so supportive, and then only to find out that it seems like he's slowly kind of getting pissed off the fact that he doesn't have psychic abilities which seems to be everybody's beef on the show (laughs) and it's just i mean if someone had psychic abilities in real life i'd be pissed that i didn't have any right but it's this kind of funny dichotomy to me where it's just like you know like mob is like this it's almost like this very uncool just like wow no one wants to be this guy but then everybody kind of does totally yeah yeah and then he's just looking at everyone who doesn't have powers, like those muscle boys, or, you know, Reagan, and he wants to be like them. Like, he just wants to be accepted and not held apart by his powers, oh you God, know? I love this show so I much. Know. I want to watch I it right watch now. again. Yeah. And actually, I remember seeing the dub trailer, and it looked really good. It does, Like, yeah. it looks like they did a good job with the dub, which is uh, so surprising. <laughs> really? I'm shocked, because I just... Like, this is one of those shows that just seems so blatantly Japanese that I don't know if an English dub would work for me. Yeah, that's a good point. It it is, like, it has such Japanese sensibilities behind the messaging. Mm -hmm. But I really do feel like they got the characterization of the voices down At least from the one trailer that I watched. Yeah, the minute and a half that we saw. (laughs) Um, Let's see, what else am I watching? Um... I was trying to, and I still can't, and I don't know what it is about the show that always keeps me from watching it. And I'm sure everyone from Eileen Atlas and anyone else I know who's been telling me to watch it will get on me, but I, for whatever reason, cannot get through da 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 I've been trying for literally, like, about a year or two to get through this show, and I just can't. Neither of us have seen that one, so... Yeah, so it's Ooh. fine. You're in good company. Yeah, see, no shade from us. But the difference is, though, you two are watching so much, like, cool shit that it's not like oh we're not watching it because we're busy with this other stuff so it's not like oh we're just we haven't watched it because well we don't have an opportunity to we kind of just go with our gut and like this looks interesting let's watch it together exactly and then um i i feel like we don't hold back from saying we don't like this so we're not gonna like spend any more time watching it you know exactly (laughs) so the thing like when you say like it's taking you a really long time to get through it Usually when that happens to me, I'm like, well, actually, I just don't like this show, and I don't really want to continue with it. I think that's kind of it, and I just didn't want to admit that it's just not my thing. We absolve you from responsibility. (laughs) You do not have to watch this show. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Like, I love that. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Spend your time doing something that you love. Like watching other anime. Yeah, we only have so much time on this earth. And only so much of it can be devoted to watching anime. So, like, use it wisely. <laughs> but I, I think there's also this weird part of me that once I find out that a show is trash, I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> well, that's different. That's you doing that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's terrible because there's all these great shows and everybody's like, oh, you know, it's so, like, you know, thought-provoking and it made me feel this. And I'm like, ah, I'll get around to it. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, there was a point in my life where I was considered like watching Neo Yokio and then realizing I need to call like a crisis center. This isn't okay. <laughs> yeah, we still need to watch Neo Yokio. I tried starting like the first episode and actually could not even get through it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I should at least try a little bit. I don't know. I kind of really enjoy watching garbage television too sometimes, so who knows? Right? I mean,. A show that was created by, like, um, Ezra Koenig of Vampire uh, Weekend, but then based off of, like, Jaden Smith. Like, that sounds like the worst thing, but yet the best thing at the same time. Seriously. that It's such an incredible, like, sign of the times that something like that could possibly even happen. Right? Even better at um, Anime NYC uh, a couple of months ago. Like, I guess, like, their, like, snack stands, they were actually selling Toblerones. Of course, I mean, that's a good choice, always. And I was just like, see, like, it can't be that trash. Like, it's a thing. That reminds me, I wanted to ask you about that con, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was surprisingly a good time. Now, I don't, well, Kate, you've been to New York Comic Con, right? Yeah, and Brie has too many times. That's right. Um, It's, at least the size of that show is like a fraction of New York Comic Con. And I remember getting in there thinking like, oh my God, I'm running late. There's going to be lines. There's going to be this <laughs> yeah. and that. And walking in and breathing. And it was the scariest <laughs> thing because I'm like, I can freedom. breathe. I can move around. It doesn't smell like someone's locker room. Like it's, it was this wonderful feeling. And then as I was gathering up my gear, there was these uh, two cosplayers next to me, and the one guy was, like, flipping out because, I guess, you know, as someone who goes to the Javits lot, he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, I can actually move around and, you know, right, yeah. charging stations are accessible. But you know what? It was a good show. I mean, it was also, you know, the first time they had done that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there was, I guess, the anime festival that um, the New York Comic Con organizers did a while ago that kind of got phased out. Well, like, yeah, because it, it was... used to be two cons at the same time. So New York Comic Con would be happening in one half of the Javits, and then yeah. simultaneously the Anime Fest would be going on. That's right. And uh, right. it was it was a weird setup, honestly. It didn't work very well. I'm kind of glad they ended up phasing that out. Um, yeah. But... Especially since the, um, like, the... Anime, like, I hate to say it, but I feel like the standard, like, comic book convention crowd and like the anime crowds are not not that there can't be any crossover but they are very distinct in a lot of ways they're very different the vibe's super different i feel different when i go to like if i go to comic-con i feel way more like chill and relaxed in some ways Mm -hmm. than if i go to an anime con i feel like really like i need to focus on what i need to get done i guess i don't know maybe it's just like the size of a cosplay i'm Mm -hmm. not totally sure but there is definitely a super different vibe for both of them yeah Right, so yeah, it was cool in that regard that it was pretty low-key. I mean, was it the best con I'd ever went to? No. But I also understand that, you know, for a first year, it went a lot better than I thought it would have. And I mean, I had a really good time. Um, You know, I met a lot of cool people. Do I feel that, you know, it could be run better? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, you know, obviously making better use of the space, but the fact that it was just easy to navigate... Not super difficult. Um, I think that's what made it fun is that there wasn't anything other than just my own fatigue or just, um, 
you know, just <laughs> sheer, just absent-mindedness that made <laughs> that show suck. But yeah, it was it was a good time. That's awesome. I, you know, I have enjoyed going to smaller cons lately because I'm so used to going to massive, yeah. like blowout cons, and right, it, it's they're fun. They're super fun, and I love going to them. But sometimes it's nice to just like go back to the roots of a, a new con or like something small where people are just going together and they pay ten dollars for a table and they like have old comic books available. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the a lot more thing. intimate too. Yeah, you know, like sure. it's easier to talk to people, easier to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking of the show in a con last oh, like, year. Yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah. What show is this? Bishonen uh, Con. It's a. It's like the East Branch. Um, I mean, the East Coast branch of Yaoi Con. Hmm. And it was their first year. It was super, super small, and it was really fun. I had a great time. Yeah. You see, I don't know. I'm just getting older and grumpy and don't <laughs> I just you know I've never been a huge fan of crowds but like comic-con it's like hey these are crowds of people I can kind of identify with but even now I'm just like ah <laughs> <laughs> so like smaller cons are like now really just fun because I can actually sit down and not have to worry about being elbowed oh, yeah. every five minutes and you don't have to like make a whole plan like if you want to go you don't have to like book a hotel and like stay there for four days and, yeah figure out your meal plan for the entire weekend and you can just like go for a few hours and then leave and it's you don't feel like you've wasted any time or money right but i say oh. that now but of course every time i go to a show regardless what size it is you know there's a, i have to do everything yeah serious i always feel so overwhelmed with the stuff that i feel like i need to do when i go to a con it can be pretty exhausting. I'm excited to go back to New York Comic Con again this year because it's been a few years, but it, it, like taking a break has been really nice, too. Oh, nice. Oh, so you are coming back. Yes. Well, I hope so, if I can get in. If I can, are like, you applying to table? or No, I'm not going to tell. Okay. I'll never let me table. Wow. <laughs> she, like, dead laughed at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said get in, and then, like, two seconds after yeah. I asked, I was like, oh, wait, like, it's super hard to get tickets now. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. But, you know. Yeah, I've been going to New York Comic Con since 2009. Okay, so that was what? Oh my gosh. That was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Holy crap. It's been about 10, 11 years now since that show started. Good lord. I I only missed um, 2012, and that was the year Tom Hiddleston was there, and I will never forgive myself for it. You fool. (laughs) But other than that, I've been there every single year, and uh, it's been it's been a journey. Like I feel like I've gone <laughs> on a journey with the convention, you know. <laughs> yeah, because you've watched it grow. You've watched it, you know, you know, be awesome. You've watched it be terrible. Like mm-hmm. you've been through every step of the way, and it's you know, being that it's you know one of the you know big local shows. Like I have to try to make it there in some regard. So I can't, like, completely avoid it. But by the same time, though, it is getting a little harder to get in each year. And that's even just as an attendee. So it does kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. But I also (laughs) understand, though, that at this point, you know, they they can sort of command that sort of presence now. So, I mean, congratulations to those who get in. Yeah, seriously. Good for you. You can only try. Try every year. That's all you can do. (laughs) Well, if you do go, and I don't know if you are, like, applying for any sort of tables or anything, but good luck. Thanks. Yeah, Hopefully yeah, we'll be able too. to, like, hang out and get lunch or yeah. something. Oh, definitely. But you know what it is, though? I'm, 
usually in the area, um, because I usually, um, do some work on other people with the, um, CAC and the Creator After Con, um, and they usually host, like, um, like an after event. I mean, even if you aren't, like, an attendee of the show for, like, you know, creators, it's basically just imagine, like, a... It's, it's kind of like a nice little after party, you know, get to meet some creators and, you know, maybe meet someone to work on, like, projects and stuff like that. Like, it's it's a lot of fun. It's um at one of the, uh, what the heck's the name of the pub? Twins Pub, uh, a couple of blocks from Javis Center. And that's usually, I go and hang out there, even if I'm not at the con, because to me, it's like, it's relatively the con experience, but, you know, I can actually drink, so. Right, <laughs> exactly. And I don't have to necessarily worry about cosplayers, but I usually do that. So, I mean, if you do show up, you know, I could always stop by and say hi. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Absolutely. Well, was there any were there any closing thoughts you had about anime or any shows that you wanted to recommend? Any, any particular feelings? Oh God, um, shit. What was the one show? Oh man, I actually had to think about this for a second. Like, I know, like, there's. Half the anime, like I said, I wish because most of my favorite stuff was on that external hard drive. And, of course, I meant to write it down, but then I completely blanked. I would just say that as far as closing thoughts is, you know, between, you know, Crunchyroll and Funimation, everybody's got, like, some sort of streaming service now. It's definitely not like it was when, you know, I was getting older where you had to jump through all these hoops and run the risk of being arrested or having, like, you know your IP ban or something like that, but... Going to anime jail. Honestly, it kind of feels like we've been interviewing, like, a war veteran from, like, the anime I know. wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that the was kind of like... Wars. You kids don't even know how good you got it. <laughs> like I said, we I'm old and grumpy. We had to walk through fan subs to school both ways <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> with toast hanging out of our mouths. <laughs> I was late to school every morning. Senpai never noticed me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just... <laughs> I just remember just watching fan subs and during like the opening theme they would leave these like cryptic messages oh, inside I hated the those. that's why you can never do fan subs cuz it always be like we know what you did don't think we didn't know about it like we're going <laughs> to it was the scariest shit I'm like I'm just trying to figure out what happened to Ichigo like why would you like why would you just confront them or call the police if it's that serious? Like there have been so many times I was terrified because it always just be like these super creepy messages of people either getting called out, maybe even possibly hit on. I just Jesus Christ, fan sub drama. Because like you know they have like those translator rings and stuff, and it's, oh like, yeah, the oh, same people, and it's like incestuous like band camp, you know. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, but yes, I will say though. Excuse me. My uh, little sister, you know, she's been getting into anime, you know, as someone who, you know, grew up uh, watching, like, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, that was kind of her introduction. So then she started, you know, watching, I guess, some would consider maybe a little bit more traditional anime. But, um, and it's cool because now that she's older, it's like, okay, so she can just go to all these places and just watch all this stuff without having to, of course, go through creepy fan (laughs) sub drama. But... Um, funny enough, I'll say this though, like being at Anime NYC, something that I did notice at that show was that there's a lot of companies that are starting to produce anime that 
I guess, outside of, you know, Japan and things like that. With, you know, varying themes and mission statements, which I think is really cool. And I know for some, like, I guess for purists who may feel like that's not necessarily, you know, that doesn't count as anime. But I think it's cool that we're getting to this point where it's starting to influence other works, Mm. you know, both anime and manga. And I think that's just really cool that it's not even just a matter of, hey, you know, it's popular, we're fans of it. It's starting to kind of influence other people and what they're doing. And I think that's really awesome because I feel like in a way, the more the merrier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like the more people get into it, the more, you know, the, the wider its influence becomes, the more talent is going to be drawn to it, you know, and the better, right. the better the content is going to get. But yeah, I mean, like I said, there's, I'm still in that process of getting back into it. Um, Once I'm done with this show, I really want to get into My Hero Academia because I know that was the oh, one no. that oh, everybody has been oh, no. raving about. <laughs> You've broken Brie out of her shell. That is my favorite show ever. <laughs> I still need to finish it. I have enjoyed deeply what I've watched so far, but it's. I think you'd really like it. I'm ready to watch it at actually any time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I am actually going to just leave the show right now and get into it. Yep. Oh, uh, somebody said My Hero Academia. Yes, let's watch it right now. <laughs> it, it's, like, it's, it's a great combo of anime and comic book. So, mm, I yeah. Think, I think it's a really good fit for you, Adrian. Nice. Sold. <laughs> one of the characters uh he's animated in a way that makes him look very american comic booky like rob liefeld kind of stuff. oh god <laughs> it's great he's really fun he's one of the best characters too oh yeah absolutely he's um yeah like he is the american superhero um all of his attacks and moves are like the detroit smash and they're all smashes there's detroit smash and texas smash and it's it's just very good <laughs> cool but yeah that and definitely yuri on ice because after yes. hearing your episode about it it's like i just i need to get into this yeah yuri on ice is more of a cultural movement than an anime so i think it's <laughs> deeply important that you get into it that's another one of the shows where it's like, you know, it's not even a matter of I'll never be this cool, but I was like, I'll never be this attractive. Yeah, no, it's straight. None of us will be. <laughs> as hard as I want to be Victor, I'm never going to be him. It's your wallpaper right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> All right, well, I think, I think that'll do for our first ever guest segment. Yeah, uh, probably was, the last. No, oh my gosh. Not... No. <laughs> you better come back on too, Adrian. That would I be swear to God. Awesome, because this was so much fun. It was and, a lot, I mean, this was great. Thank you so much for coming on, Adrian. No problem. Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. And, and uh where can people find you and your podcast? Alright. Um easiest place would be AdrianHasIssues.com. Um there obviously there's links to, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, a bunch of places. Um, but I pretty much live on Twitter, so at Adrian Has Issues, if you want to chat with me there. Um, I guess for those Facebook folks, there's facebook.com slash Adrian Has Issues. Um, if you are on iTunes, um, please subscribe, you know, um, definitely do a review if you would like, and um, definitely check out this show, obviously, I mean, I'm on it, so, I mean, <laughs> they're... <laughs> wow, that sounded really... <laughs> I'm on it, so... <laughs> But no, um, you guys have a great podcast, and I just really love the fact that, you know what, it's it's fun. And that's something that I think some shows tend to forget to be, 
Um, not going to go super into that, but I mean, like yeah. I said, it's just, it's an absolute blast. And if you're someone who's either a diehard anime fan or just someone like me who's kind of either getting back into it or maybe just starting out, I highly recommend this show. So if you haven't listened to the other episodes, uh, please go into the back catalog. You should see the faces that Brianna are making right now. You're going to make us cry. <laughs> My makeup looks so good today, Adrian. Don't you dare do this to me. <laughs> Wow, I've never gotten <laughs> someone mad at me for giving compliments. <laughs> I was like, damn it, my makeup looks great today, you asshole. <laughs> thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. Thank you. Yeah, thank You're you welcome. For, thank you for joining us today. And wasn't that a great interview, Bree? That was so fun. I can't wait to talk to Adrian again. <laughs> yeah, he's a he is honestly the coolest guy, and I've known him for a few years now. We met just like at a con. He just mm-hmm. like came to my table and bought a book and then We've just been friends online since. That's so cool. He was super easy to talk to, and I hope yes. we get to hang out in New York Comic Con this year. Yeah. It'd be so dope. So, yeah, uh, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Twitter uh, at Takoyaki underscore time. And you can find us on Instagram at Takoyaki time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. And find you us. Can email us at uh, takoyakitimepodcast at gmail.com. And you can find me at Bree Scally on Twitter and at Honeybree on Instagram. You can find me at Kate Brizzy on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can find this and all episodes of Takoyaki Time on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And as always, also, we would love to hear from you, especially in the form of a five-star review. Please. Thank you. <laughs> Please and thank you. Please and thank you. And hey, Kate, what's the uh, second rule of Takoyaki Time? Always finish your Takoyaki. Then what's the first rule? Always order Takoyaki. <laughs> <laughs>